and those Instagram posts coming. You know, you know who you are out there. Uh, also, we're going to talk about my Jets, my beloved Jets, New York, of course, and Mike's New York Giants and his Knicks. And uh, definitely on Twitter, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at, on Twitter, at the 18 podcast and on Instagram, the underscore 18 podcast. And uh, definitely tell us what you think. And now uh, send me your thoughts and your, and your opinions and also your predictions even. So we're going to get right down to it. Uh, and we're going to just jump right into it in regards in regards to music. And my first question for you, my brother, is uh, I know this is going to sound like brown sugar-esque. You know, shout out to Snow Lathan. Um, what made you fall in love with hip-hop? Um, the first time I heard uh, Eric B. for president is the first time I fell in love with hip-hop. Right. Um heard it on Bar 99 mm. and that was that was that was it that was that was made me love the art form love the love the love the, the music the especially Eric, Eric Rockin that was that's my favorite one of my favorite artists okay is he like is now is he do you consider him like top top five of all time yeah, you know, I, I consider top? him the greatest of all time as the better than you know, some of these other rappers that everybody's talking about, like the Biggies, the yes. Jay-Z's, the Nas. Yes. We'll get, we'll get right into that. That's that's perfect segue because, you know, now, when I first fell in love with hip-hop, um, it was pretty much, it was, it was my philosophy. When I first heard, like, that first and second verse from my philosophy uh, by Booking Out Productions in, uh, in 88, uh, I was just like, that's a rise. You know, I was like, whoa. Like, this, I mean... We, we didn't say he has bars back then, but, I mean, listen, it, it just, like, captured me. And also, like, what also took me was uh, when I first uh, heard De La Soul's album, Three Feet High and Rising, you know, produced by Prince Ball. It was just, like, something that was, like, so outside the box. Uh, the production, the sampling, like, the lyrics, the content, like, everything was tight. And don't laugh at me, but this is for my old school people out there. Um, also, the ending of Crush Groove, like the ending credits when everybody they started passing the mic down the line, with like Run DMC, Sheila E, you know, Curtis Blow, uh, Fat Boys. Uh, <laughs> that was just like epic to me. So, you know, and you just raise a heck of a question that's just gonna get. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna get like so much, so much, uh, you know, comments, you know, thrown our way, and you know, like greatest rappers and greatest albums of all time. And, you know, I can start with mine. I'm just going to go down the line, you know. And this is up for debate. I'm not saying these are the greatest, you know. These are my top ten. Most of them are the greatest, though. I'm, gonna, I'm not going you know, to lie to you. Uh, first one, Illmatic, of course. Uh, Nas. Uh, Low End Theory, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, the Score, Fuji's. And this is no in particular order, either. Uh, Doggy Style. Definitely a great album, uh, Snoop Dogg. Now, I might get some questions with this one, <laughs> but guess what? This is like top five. I think this is like top five. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Well, let's finish You want to talk about this thing? You want to keep going? Come on, Mike. Don't, don't, don't do that, Mike. Finish your list first. Because I know. Okay. Um, also, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren. Uh, Ready to Die, of course, by Biggie. Uh, with Notorious B.I.G. Uh, I also put, you know, Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z. That might be up for discussion, too. Uh, All Eyes on Me, Tupac, and also The Chronic, Dr. Dre, featuring Snoop Dogg. So that's actually my top ten. And it looks like, by the look of your face, 
<laughs> looks like you might have something to say about that, yeah, especially wanna, number five. Yeah, I want to know about number five. Number five, what's going on with that? All right, well, listen. The reason why it's like one of the greatest albums of all time is because, first of all, like the lyrical content was just excellent. Number two, the production was just otherworldly. Like, and then with Kanye West, it just showed that Kanye West in himself is great in regards to like lyricism content and just like he could just spit. Like he was like. Spitting mean mean lines on that on that whole album, and also like it was just a, it was just a great album just from from start to finish. Like and how many how many albums actually have that like lyrical content? The only thing missing was just skits. That's it, you know. But other than that, it's it's a great album, start to finish. Uh, uh, Talk to me. With 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 on that album that causes it to. Well, you have. I don't, I don't, I didn't mind me because I don't really know what's on that album. Stop it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I've lost kind I mean, of, I lost. You know, there's, there's, there's Runaway, there's, okay, okay. you know, there's All the Lights. I mean, there's, there's more that songs album. on there. I, I mean, there's, there's, there's quite a few songs on there that, you know, and then all of them have a different meaning, you know, from, uh, from each song. Uh, and then this is also a great follow-up because they, they doubted him. Uh, from 808 to Heartbreak, you know, now to most, that album would be a flop, which it wasn't. Like, you have, you know, because it's like, how do you go to, how do you go from college dropout to uh, late registration, graduation, 808 to Heartbreak? Like, people say that he fell off at 808s, but that was like a very emotional album. Just like Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, he was going he was like, his, mom, his mom or something passed away. With yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, you know, it was Harvey, that's like his emo album, you know, but it was still great. It was still, I still think it was a genius album, but that Dark Twisted Fantasy, like he just got everything together, got his influence together, uh, just brought a slew of rappers on there, up and coming, like, you know, you had so many great producers on that album, you know, you had, um, you know, himself, you had, uh, you had the RZA, Swiss Beats, Listen, it doesn't get any better than that. Then also you had your team roster of like Nicki Minaj, Kid Cudi, you know, Jay-Z, John Legend, Pusher. Yeah, I remember that album now. Well, now you remember that album now. Okay. I just don't, I don't, I don't, top five, I don't. Okay, okay, well, well let's, let's give, give me your top five, Mr. Top, Rapper. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, let's, let's still in mm-hmm. one more info on this. This is Kanye West. Uh, I mean, Kanye. Well, listen. I would. To be honest with you, I would put. I, would, I could put Kanye's Dropout out there. I would. I would assume that one. You know, but Kanye's Dropout is like that's like his first album. You know, his first solo it's classic, album. Though. It's classic, but Dark Twisted Fantasy. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Excuse me. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy um, was a little bit more because he went outside the box for this. Kanye's Dropout was more hip hoppy. You know, you have like Common, Talib Kweli, and everybody on there. Uh, Freeway, Most Def, you know, great album, great album. But this one was like, I told you so. I told you I was a genius, you know, and that's why I put that, I put that up there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, telling you, you want, you, you want my to just, just listen to it, you know. Um, this is my assignment for you. When we finish, when we finish this podcast, what I need you to do is just, you know, you get a chance after football tomorrow. Uh, after you watch the Giants, because probably after you watch the Giants, that's pretty much going to be it for the evening for you. Um, try to get some free time. 
listen to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Matter of fact, listen to it on the way to work. I guarantee you're going to have a great week. You're supposed to listen to Steezo's album, like... I'm sorry, I forgot about Steezo. Steezo, shout out to Steezo. Underrated albums with... Uh, oh, we're gonna get into the underrated albums too. Well, we, I, I have quite a few. I have quite a few, but Steve's not on my list. <laughs> and yours, sir. I want to hear your top ten since you're, you know, you know, since you're coming in, you're coming at Mr. West. Um, well, mine are Illmatic. Okay. Uh, Ready to Die. Okay. It takes a Nation of Millions to hold us back. Public Enemy. Okay. Uh, the infamous Mob Deep, The Chronic. Mm-hmm. Midnight Marauders. Okay. America's Most Wanted. Mmm. Uh, Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Only Built for Cuban Links and Enter the Wu-Tang. Enter the Wu-Tang. Okay. Which I don't see on your list at all. Um. At all. I mean, Enter the Wu-Tang, classic. However, it, it didn't make my top ten because that's more like a group album. Group albums don't really, <laughs> don't really do the group albums like that, you know, even though it's, it's, it's classic. Um, you said you said, uh, you said Midnight Marauders. So you it was you, a toss up between that one and Low End Theory. Yeah, it was a toss up, but Midnight Marauders is my favorite out of the Tribe albums. Okay, it's my favorite. Yeah, I, I can I can dig that because I mean to me, the only reason why I put Low End Theory then it gets like it kind of gets the nod over Midnight Marauders is because like. The there was there was a lot of pressure um, after you know their first album with uh, People's Extensive Travels of Rhythm. Um, they actually put Tropical Quest in a box. They thought they're going to be like you know this you know super conscious and stuff like that. And basically you know thanks to the production of Q-Tip and Ali Shahi Muhammad, um, like they just came out with this jazzy you know like these jazzy sampling loops and. Lyrics were great, um, but I think this actually put Q-Tip at the top of the production, you know, and um, and then also like Low End Theory was I think it was before his time, you know. Midnight Marauders was more of like okay, yeah, this is like we're just taking stuff off of Low End Theory, we're just going from there, but they they really hit it with Low End Theory, like from front to back. Even though the album was uh, roughly about maybe thirty minutes, 30, 35 minutes. Um, each track was just, just phenomenal, you know, <laughs> from, you know, from excursions to scenario, which brought out, you know, Bucks around the leaders of the new school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. Um, Men with, uh, it meant more to me, I guess you okay. could say, because I think I was, what, in 10th grade? when that came out so Rise, that's yeah. kind of one of the too. only albums that I was actually like listening to all the time mm-hmm. so yeah it means a lot uh, okay yeah plus I think you know also too you know what I could also I could probably do the Not Over Midnight Marauders I could probably because I was ready to scratch that out too that might be on my other list however I'll check that um, Midnight Marauders like lyrically was it might have been like a tad bit better than Low End Theory you know, not to say that, you know, Love and Theory wasn't lyrically, you know, lyrically great, but, like, Midnight Marauders, like, just, I think Midnight Marauders also had, they had, like, more hits on it, too, with that, so, now, you also said another thing, <laughs> he said, like, you were getting, you were getting on me because, you know, Infamous, and only built for Keep Links wasn't on there, guess what, it's on my other list, it's on my, it should have been on that list, 
Because that's on my honorable mention list. And that no, honorable mention list consists of Kanye is better honorable mention. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to don't do that to Mr. West. It's Mr. West right there. You know, um, on my honorable mentions list, I have Common Sense, Resurrection. You're, okay, you agree with that? I'm looking, I'm looking at your face like what? <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. Um, you're gonna you're gonna come at me on this one. I got paid in full. Eric B. Rocky, of course. <laughs> I got our Castle Quebec. I got Wu Tang entered thirty six chambers. Um, only built for Cuban links, of course. Tribe. Midnight Marauders, College Dropout for Kanye, and Infamous Mafia. These are my honorable mentions. So, some of these, they can easily, this is like an all-star team, so they can easily go right on that top ten list. Now, some of these, on honorable mention, I would actually save if my house were on fire, knock on wood. Um, you know, I would save if, well, really, to be honest with you, I would actually save all of these. You know, if my house were on fire. Oh, my, can't forget my 36 Chambers. Gotta go in there and go get it. Um, now, speaking of, uh, Top albums. In order to have a top album, you gotta have top rappers. So here's my top album. Here's my top rappers of all time. This is definitely up for debate. You probably might kill me again. I don't care, y'all. I don't care. Hit me up on Instagram. D underscore eighteen podcast. That's all you gotta do. Uh, top ten rappers of all time. Up for debate. Uh, Nas, Jay Z, Biggie, Rakim, Eminem, Redman. Andre 3000 at 7, Snoop Dogg at 8, Lauren Hill at 9, Kendrick Lamar at 10. Is this like in any particular order? It is not. <laughs> it is not because now that'll really be up for debate. Like, how you gonna put Andre 3000 over Nas? Easy. <laughs> but yeah, top is Nas, of course. You know, number two is Jay Z. Biggie's number three. Rakim is number four. Eminem, number five. Number six is Red Man. Andre 3K is number seven. Snoop Dogg is eight. Nine is Lauren Hill, and rounding it out, last, certainly not least, is definitely Kendrick Lamar. How you feel? Talk to me. Kendrick Lamar in the top ten. Uh, Kung Fu Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely put Kung Fu Kenny up there. I mean, you're really gonna, you're really gonna hate me when you hear the next top ten. I don't like the. I don't you want to hear the next top ten real quick? You, you want to hear those? Okay, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Method Man. <laughs> uh, Black Thought, he didn't make the top 10. <laughs> that's terrible on my look. Yeah, that's that's okay. Listen, this is what I'm here for. I'm like Howard well, Eskin. I'm like Howard Eskin. I'm just like the bad guy. Cause, no, because uh-huh. he's not in my top 10 either, but he should. He's definitely on the mention. Um, I would say, you know what? I think that some people he might be top rappers of all time, but these are rappers. Like, Black Thought is more like a lyricist. You know, lyricists and like, rappers are a little different. Um, I got Kiss. It, Number three, my honorable mention. Yeah, I know, I know. But who's who's spot is he taking? Lauren Hills. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell uh, Lauren Hill for listening to this podcast. He, I love Lauren, but no, yeah. Really? I do. New like Jersey's it. finest. I love I love Lauren, but <sighs> come on, Lauren. Oh no, I probably Lauren's a triple threat. She can sing, <laughs> act. Well, actually, she's a quadruple threat. She can sing, she's dance, act, so she shouldn't even be entertain. Good. And run from the IRS. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Lauren does it all, though. Lauren, Lauren can do it all. Can Jadakus do it all? Eh, Kenny, sort of. I can't act. But. Well, I'm not saying Jay, Jay, you're a terrible actor. Um, but, I mean, is he like, main, well, is he kind of like mainstream right now? Can he go on, can he do both sides? Can. can he do mainstream? 
I think he can. Okay. All right. Um, AZ. Honorable mention? Yeah. Yeah. I got my honorable mention. Yeah. I mean, he can... Maybe he can take... Maybe Red Man's spot? No. No, maybe not. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> AZ. <laughs> uh, I got Big L. My honorable mention. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joe Button? Yeah, definitely agree with that. Slaughterhouse. Okay. What about Pusher? Pusher T? Honorable mention. Honorable yeah. mention. He's your honorable mention list. Uh, I got the game. Uh, Styles P. Yeah. Honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Siegel. Siegel, Siegel, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, cool G. Cool G Rap. Yeah, he's in my, he's in my top ten. But yeah, he's, he's in your top ten. Over who? He's in my top ten. Over who? I gotta, I gotta hear your top ten. We we hear one here and there. That's all right. Um, you know. Also, I got Ice Cube, Bun B, Common, uh, Stack Bundles, Scarface, Lupe Fiasco, Drake, Big Pun, Wale, Ghostface Killer, Cameron, and I believe running out my list would be most deaf, Currency, and Buster Rhymes. Well, I don't have an honorable mention list, but talk to um, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I have. I have got Pun, this is not in any order either, but this is Pun, Rakim, Big. Pun? Yes, Pun. What's wrong with Pun? Go ahead, go ahead, finish your list. <laughs> pun, finish Rakim, Big, M, Uji Rat, G-Rat, Nas, Big L, Tupac, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and Jadakiss. This is my topic. Alright. Big Pun. Why, why Big Pun? Because even though Fat Joe was out, you know, prior to Pun and kind of set it off for the Latinos, Pun took it to another level. And he he, he made it more commercialized for Latinos to come out and do their thing. Yeah, be dope, they do it. And, uh, you know, Rakim is just Rakim because nobody was rapping like Rakim other than Big Daddy Kane right. at that time. And now I'm mad because I don't have Big Daddy Kane on my top ten, but... You know, that's a topic for another another day. Um, big, you know, you know, is big. Uh-huh. M, you know, for obvious reasons. G rap, you know, uh, what's wrong with G rap? No, I mean G rap. I mean, you have. Uh, what about like what about Andre three thousand though? I like, like him, is he, but is he not is Andre three thousand a better rapper than Cool G? I think. I think he's a better lyricist than Kuji because you can put Andre 3000 on more, more song like like a variety of different songs. Okay, so you he's know, more marketable. He's, yeah, he's he yeah like G Rap is just hardcore. And, yeah, he's definitely hardcore. But G Rap is like in my top ten. He's one of my favorites of all time. And and also, he's very he's actually I mean shout out to Cool G like and he's like super consistent too like because album after album. Like I think they went all went gold, I believe, from uh, from the first one. That that was one where you know wrote to the riches on there. That was which one was that one? That wasn't dead or alive, was it? No, that was the second one. Wrote to the riches was the first one. Yeah, wrote to the riches was the, yeah was the first one. That's what poison stuff like that. Okay, money was money in the bank on there too. I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it was a different era, though. Different era, you know, it was more on consistency, pretty much. And then also... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you can take him 
from in like he was from that era, but you can still put him now, like in this era now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could Coogee flourish in his era? He he has. He has. He still is still putting out hits. He the albums. They just, you know, nobody really. Yeah. You know, other than like people like me and probably you, me and you and a couple other people. Who's the old head? Like, wait, who's the old head with the lifts with the with the violent lyrics? Who's that? Who's dude? You know. Wow, Cool G. That's a, that's that's definitely up for debate. Cause to be honest with you, actually Cool G would actually trash a lot of rappers nowadays. Like just just off of just like you know his lyrics, his delivery, his delivery has always been rapid fire, rapid fire. Just like most of these rappers are now, you know. And Quiet as Kept also Cool G was, a, was an awesome storyteller too. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he got on the run. You know, preferably was one of my favorite ones. My little street. Street Tales and stuff like that, next to like Big L and Slick Rick, and of course Biggie and Nas. Um, now a lot of people are probably debate Big L, you know, because when they have the one album, technically. Technically. Um, I mean, you know, he had you know the other album, but you know, you know, probably you know get a little bit debate, but I think like Big L was another rapper that was before yes. his time. Definitely before his time. Definitely. Rest in peace, Big L. Um, Big L, like every time, like the way he would uh, deliver uh, his lyrics, like you could, like he just painted the picture with it. Like, like one of my favorite Big L, and I, I've told Mike like thousands of times, like one of my favorite Big L songs is uh, "Casualties of the Dice Game." Like he literally started walking out the door and just went from there. And then, like, I mean, at the end on a spoiler alert, like, he actually dies. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, like, the way he described it from going from place to place to place in different transitions, like, it was, like, it was reminiscent of listening to The Moment I Fear by Slick Rick. Like, when, you know, started on his lunch break, and then he ended up getting arrested, like, at the end. Like, that's just how colorful it was, you know, so. Yeah, I, I can definitely see Big L in the top ten. I definitely see Big L in the top ten on, on most... Most most hip hop heads would probably put him in the top ten, you know. But then some of these hip hop heads are a little jaded too, because they'll put like Planet Asia in there or something like that. Like no. Uh, and now, great albums. With, with every great album, there's a terrible album that comes out. Um, but we're not even gonna get into that all the time, right there. We're gonna get into that next. But I know we were talking about this in the car on my way here. Uh, we were talking about. Um, Albums that were before their time, so and we would call them slept on albums. So we definitely have top ten slept on albums. We're gonna get into that. Um, if you did, you want to go first or, or no? You want me to go first? Okay, I got you. I got so many. You you sure do, man. Like we were just going. Yeah, I think we go there for like an hour and a half or something like that about slept on albums and albums before the time. Now here's mine. Here's my little roster of slept on albums, and it's it's quite a few. Uh, my first one is Uptown Saturday Night by Camp Low. Uh, this came out like in '97, and this is an overlooked album to me from the start because, like, it was definitely before its time because of the sound that they were bringing and also the lyrics they were bringing. Um, it was kind of like it wasn't like really jazz infused, but it was more, you know, like instrumental, you know, really laid back, soft fashion rap stuff like that, and like. For like to the average dude, it might sound like I'm not gonna say fruity or something like that, but 
it was just like that type of like laid back flow and like the, the type of you know uh, like Kichi Suede and his man um, the like the type of connection they had like going back and forth like as a duo and that's hard to do like like the EPMDs nice and smooth you know it's, that's hard that's hard to do to have someone to actually compliment you like with your your rap style my second one is uh, Prince Among Thieves by Prince Paul definitely a classic to me um, stories skits it was different for the time. Yeah, it was so different. Like the story, like the storyline was awesome. Like the lyrics were dope. Um, third one, of course, everybody knows, especially my down south dudes, like UGK, right? Dirty, man. Listen, I think this this album, I believe, is still being celebrated to this day. <laughs> like that's just how like groundbreaking it was. One um, B, you know, Pimp C, just like tore it up, like from from the get go. Um, another one that got stepped on, and I stepped on it too until I actually listened to it. Ghetto Dope, Master P. Yeah, it's about about himself. <laughs> um, my other one, one of my like favorites, that I listen to from time to time again. Um, Fruits of Nature by UMCs. Um, they totally came out of left field with their lyrics. Like they weren't like really hardcore, but like their lyrics were like colorful. They had punchlines. You know, but they actually had lyrics. Like, um, let's see, uh, number four, Asiatic, AZ, dope album with the follow-up, um, Soul and Ice, Razzcast. Like, definitely a thorough album. Like, I didn't even know Razzcast was like West Coast. <laughs> That's how good he was rapping. I remember I heard him <laughs> on Power 99, and he, like, his delivery was so crazy. I was like, this dude East Coast? It's like he's from New York or something. It's like, no, he's from the from West. He's, he's a West Coast dude. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice, man. Yeah, cop that. I mean, for all you, you know, for all you heads out there, um, even though you, so you might be younger than me, like, definitely cop those. Cop, cop these albums, man, because it'll definitely give you, like, a base of, like, what, you know, hip-hop is about. Um, here's another one that was really outside the box. <laughs> you won't like this one, Mike. Black Trash. <laughs> the autobiography of who? That's one of my that's one of my picks. Yep. Kirk Jones. Uh, by the the great sticky fingers <laughs> from Onyx. Um uh, that just it was a story too. Stories with like different, you know, cameos like Rob Digger, Eminem was on there, Red Man was also on there as well. Uh any album from Big L. Definitely sleepers. Um uh, another one of my favorite like West Coast groups, uh, for number nine. That would be a bizarre ride to the far side, you know. And again, like they were just like thinking outside the box. Great production. Uh, they were on that that gangster rap type stuff, like how it was like in the early '90s over there on the West Coast. Um, they were just like really just like straight hip hop, like hip hop, very musical, but definitely very gifted. Uh, also, number ten to my Latinos out there, the Beat Nuts. You know, musical massacre. They just weren't. Just making beats for everybody for, you know, and, you know, Cycle Less, Juju, like, they really put it down for Musical Massacre. Like, I loved it. That, you know, my um, my honorable mentions would be Piece of a Man by AZ, which is, like, his first solo album. You know, people thought that he was just off of, you know, excuse my French here, like, I, he just thought he was a one-hit wonder off of Life's a Bitch. But, you know, like, he really followed this thing up crazy with, like, productions with Pete Rock. Um, also, I believe Q-Tip was on there, if I remember correctly. I have to check the album credits. 
Um, but he has some great songs on there. Sugar Hill, uh, Whole Happy Jackie, you know, stuff like that. Um, Supreme Clientele. Now, Supreme Clientele could actually go by honorable mention. <laughs> that can go by honorable mention. might even go by top album. 10. Yeah. You know why? Because people thought that Supreme Clientele was going to be like Iron Man. You know what I mean? Because Iron Man was like just I could throw Iron Man like in my top ten too. Like, but I might throw that like my top Wu Tang albums and stuff like that. Because like Wu 